What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, February 9th, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Southside Zoe, a.k.a. Father Zoe, and with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. I mean, forget about me. We got to get the people. Yeah, let's just go into it. Uh, Fitz isn't here because he's doing some other super cool benefit thing. And then there's NASCAR Mitch, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you that listen to the show the next day, you are missing out. Mitch has been in Missouri for maybe two weeks now. And he has showed up tonight in a full red and black flannel button-up shirt with a cowboy hat on. And we were a little bit late to starting the show tonight. It's because we had to compose ourselves a little bit before we jumped on. And it's not us composing ourselves because we're making fun of Mitch. It's because this is, it was just this is just a Mitch got us. This is perfect. Like well played, sir. Well done all around. And it worked, man. I appreciate it. I don't think I, I, well, I don't, it's not that I don't think, I know I couldn't pull that off. So, good for you. <laughs> yeah, we got to sell some merch. So, I figured, yeah. you know, might as well this go is... all out and promoting uh, the I mean, cattle report shirt. Folks, we got a good show for you. Uh, Pitch and catchers report in 10 days. So, you know what that means. It's officially a projections show. So, it's projection seasons, everybody. Uh, so, we're going to be talking about projections, uh, our thoughts on them. And we'll probably just go from there. Uh, all that being said, well, howdy, partner. Let's tap this guy. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy. As always, this show is brought to you by Sports Mockery and SportsMockery.com. Make sure you download the app, turn on push notifications, and you'll be the first to know when the Bulls pick up Russell Westbrook after he gets bought out by the Jazz. Uh, but yes, in all seriousness, now is the best time probably all year for you to subscribe to Sports Mockery and uh, get the app and do the push notifications. First, you got the NFL draft with the Bears having the first pick and a shit ton of cash for free agency. NFL free agency is going to be one. Yeah, you got Cubs and White Sox, 10 days to pitchers and catchers start. You got the NBA trade deadline today, if you're listening to this on Thursday. I mean, and I, the NHL deadline's coming up too, and apparently Kane Gainer. and Taze are both getting traded. Yeah. So you're going to want to do that. You're going to want to be right on top of the news. Uh, the boys have been doing a phenomenal job lately at covering all the teams. Maybe a little lacking in the Blackhawks, but we'll work on that. But all the teams. So make sure you're downloading the app, turn on push notifications, and also sponsored by Uncle Bud's 9700 South Cicero Avenue. I know they're having a big special for the big game. Can't say the real name of it because the NFL sues even small podcasts. Um, no, we're bad boys, though. All right. So yeah. they're having a Super Bowl party 
Take that, take that, Roger. Um, it's a great deal. I dare him. I mean, all you can eat and drink. The menu is just unbelievable. What they got cooking there. It's you know, it's on the higher end, seventy-five bucks to cover it, but it's worth it when you see the food options: ribs, tacos, burgers, the whole nine. Uh, I actually stopped in there last weekend. I was on uh, daddy duty. Me and the boy went to the Children's Museum, which is a couple blocks away. And afterwards, we wanted to grab something to eat. Stopped in there, had a burger. My kid loved the fries. Uh, we watched a little bit of the Pro Bowl because it was the only thing on TV. But it's the a the Coliseum was on. So yeah, it was. Uh, oh, I got some NASCAR knowledge. I'm going to drop on you. I didn't you gotta even get talk your to practice about watching it. in. Uh, <laughs> but great burger, great fries, great atmosphere. Uncle Bud's 9700 South Cicero. Go check him out. Tell him Big Zoe sent you. You got to say Big Zoe because my cousin runs the joint and he's Lil Zoe. So it gets confusing. Um, Tell him the Cowboy sent you. That's right. Cowboy Mitch. Long day of cattle reports. No better spot than Uncle Cow- Bud's. Cowboy Mitch. Um, so yeah, let's let's just address this, Mitch. What are you doing? Well, if you listen to the first 20 minutes of, well, actually not even, first five minutes of last week's show, you'll get the reference from where it's from. If you're watching, if you watch it online, you'll also see. But, uh, you know, for a quick refresher, got a new job in Missouri. Uh, I uh, One of the things they had for the radio job, so I got hired to do like play-by-play and like some of their sports coverage down there. Part of the job is like cattle reports. You know, like most people, you lie in your resume, you say you know what a cattle report is. I figure, what do the cattle have to report? That'll be easy. I can read. Well, it turns out it's about like stocks and stuff. So first cattle report comes up. I completely butchered it. Like there's all these numbers on the screen. They're like negative and whatnot. And like, I'm like, what the hell is this? Is this how many cows died in February? I don't know what a negative like 15.2 and a quarter means. They're changing randomly on it. So it was like horrible. Completely butchered the cattle report. And so we got this angry call, like, what the hell was that? I'm trying to get my afternoon cattle report. I didn't understand a word he was saying. So, you know, uh, the ongoing joke, cattle report, Mitch, because the first report was pretty ugly. I'm not going to lie, though. I'm getting the hang of it. Crushed it on the cattle reports. I was doing the discounting during the 5 o'clock hour. Absolute banger. What kind of of music you guys spinning over there? Unfortunately. 90s uh, R&B and hip-hop? Country music. uh, You guys playing a lot of Silk the Shocker and, like, Master P and all that stuff down there? I wish. I tried to slip in Kendrick Lamar for the 5 o'clock country hit station, and uh, the boss was not having it. He was like, what is this urban crap? Uh, He called it urban. Yeah. NASCAR amazing. legend with Khalifa. That's yeah, amazing. yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get into that later. But so, what are you? What are you spinning down there? I know I cut you off. What are you spinning down there? We we got the uh, the station I, I'm on. Well, because ours it has four different stations because they do a wide range of sports coverage between Mizzou, the Chiefs, Royals, all the local high school sports. So they have four stations in the same building. The particular shift I had that I do the cattle reports on was their country. Their country hits. Uh, so is it like modern country hits or like it's a little bit of both but for mine so i like replaced all theirs and i'm not gonna lie i was playing some pretty i was playing some bangers so i replaced them all and like i need a mitch playlist dude i've been big in the country lately i I had uh, johnny cash big one gotta go men in black the man in black uh there's this band midland that has a song drinking problem that i really like so you know threw that one in there a couple times friends in low places you know classic uh devil went down to georgia i mean who doesn't like a good fiddle uh so threw that one in there I mean, I, I, I it was a pretty good country lineup. I'm, not I'm dead lie. serious. Oh, Dolly Parton threw that in there. Yeah, I, I love Dolly Parton. There you go. You, so you'd you like never speak ill of Dolly Parton. Tomorrow, one to three, I'm going to be running the board. You know, 
You'll send me a link. Reports. Send me I a link, dude. Yeah, there you go. Send me. I swear to God, I will listen to every minute of it, bitch. You right. send me that, and we're gonna need a Spotify playlist, bud. Well, no, I was gonna say a follow up. We're gonna need the the line to call in. We need to give Mitch his love on air. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's gonna work because they just I'll, called. The... I'll call him and be like, "Hot damn, that was the best <laughs> goddamn cattle report I ever heard." Holy shit, man! The yeah. the funniest was the Chinese uh, spy balloon or whatever was actually flying over Moberly last week, and so we had like four people call in saying like, "Actually, we saw it over the barn. Like, we're gonna try and shoot it down." We're like, "Oh, Jesus Christ!" So this is amazing. This yeah. I ser- I'm dead ass serious, Mitch. Please do not forget. Send me the link tomorrow. I want to listen to you. I will put it up. I'll put it yeah. up now. I'll put it on the Twitter there. Yeah, that is. By the way, everyone listening, watching, follow Mitch on Twitter. Yeah, Mitch, what's Mitch your what's your at? What's your at? Uh, Mitch Kaminsky ninety nine. Follow. Gotta get yeah. the followers up. I'm trying to sneak into like the playing bracket for the one hundred eight here. Back yeah. to our cover. I don't even know if it's too late or not, but you know, maybe we'll make a run for next year. We'll hey, Mitch, if you do sneak in, you have to like do a video with like. Here, this is Mitch. This is Mitch at Mitch Kaminsky ninety nine. Probably can't read that shit. But here's the picture. I gotta he's update look, that too. That's from a while. He's looking ago. pretty awkward here, standing with Yoan Mankata. Yeah, no. It kind of looks like he's. Yeah, that's weird. It kind of looks like he's ripped a fart or something. Um, <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I did. It's true. But Mitch has many talents, and apparently he is a fashionista as well. This is amazing. So thank you for that, sir. Yep. Um, work too. We got NASCAR. Yes. Yeah. Cattle report shirt. Don't know why you'd want it, but maybe you have someone look, you don't like. like I have a cattle report shirt. So two things. One, subscribe to the goddamn show, people. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Even if you don't watch this show on YouTube, just real quick go to YouTube and hit subscribe. Do it right now. Just do it. Do it now. Do it right now. Stop. Pause it. Okay, welcome back. That's how long it should have took you to do that. It took. Yeah. That's how long. Uh, we did make a pretty good jump this week, though. We did make a pretty good jump. We're, we're right at like 400 now. Uh, we still got a big mountain to climb to get to that thousand and fifty days or so, but uh, I think we can do it. I think we can do it. We just need a big push from a couple big people. I think we can do it. Um, I called upon the power of the Zawaski family group chat this week, so that gave us a nice big bump. Uh, I try to guilt people on Facebook to do it. I was like, I go, I never promote the show, you assholes. Just go and subscribe it, please. Um, but yeah, subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. Takes. Two minutes. Hey, what are we talking about here? Two minutes, huh? Every every new subscriber saves a puppy. So just yep, you know. Yep. If you want to save puppies or see a puppy die, that's on you. And the other thing is, we got merch. Fids has worked really hard, and I'll give him. I mean, credit where credits due. Fids is busting ass over there. He's putting out new shit all the time. I think sometimes he just gets bored and just starts making shit. Like there's like wine tumblers on there now. There's koozies. There's we got high quality pinwheels and ivy with the entire logo hoodies. Yeah, you can get a fanny pack with all our fanny pack. Got a six pack beer holder, aka a fanny pack. Got a a cooking apron. Got koozies. Got all kinds of fun shit out there. So Valentine's Day is coming up. You know, you want something, yeah. I was just gonna say Valentine's Day. If you want to be guaranteed a little loving, I can't guarantee the shipping, but you can show her the you know the email receipt or something. (laughs) But yeah, go ahead and uh order some pinwheels merch and I mean that's guaranteed second base. Show her this and she'll get that that's third base. Guarantee I guarantee that you have a Zoe guarantee if you order some pinwheels and Ivy merch. 
you will get to at least second base by Valentine's Day. Yes, even you listening right now, you ugly asshole, you will get to second base. See, no one, knows, no one even knows who I'm talking about. Everyone just because they all just assume. Oh, yeah, could be you. Could be you. Could be who? Could be you. Um. So Speaking yeah, ugly. The White Sox projections. Yeah. Nailed Look at that it. What a, pro. what a radio it. pro. Nailed it. Um. So the Zips projections come out. This happens every year. It's like a time-honored tradition. For those of you that don't know, Zips. They do a lot of it's math. They do a lot of data analysis. They put together a lot of things. They put together these projections. And my biggest question when these projections come out, and I ask it every year because I forget the answer over year because, yeah. And this year, do you have the – although, do you have the whole divisions? I don't have the whole divisions pulled up. I right? got to pull that up. Or you got yeah. them? Well, I got to memorize from – No, I need it. Let's, let's, let's do visual division? aids here. Let's okay. do visual aids. Yeah, although you got it. You know, maybe if people showed up on time, we could have pre-done this. Anyways, uh, <laughs> oh, you were getting you were getting pretty. I was late. I when Mitch is late, the more they want to wait. <laughs> mama, there goes that man. Uh, mama tried. Mama tried. I saw a dude with a pickup truck today, and a bumper sticker just said "Mama tried," and I was like, <laughs> "You got to be a real asshole." Yeah. <laughs> You gotta be a real all right. Asshole. Who do you want to see? Who do you want to see? Zo? Well, just the just the division. Hold oh, on. just for the AL Central. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up. I'll pull it up right now. I'll get the whole. So the AL put. Central, according to these Zips projections, standings. Uh, these are all very low, as we all know. I mean, well, the AL Central sucks. Yeah, the AL Central isn't. Uh, it's not like anyone's uh, number one seed here for the American League. But they have the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, projected at 83 and 79. The Minnesota Twins in second place below 500 at 80 and 82. So below 500 gets you second place in the yeah. AL Central this year, folks. And then in third place, six games behind the Twins, nine games behind the Guardians are your Chicago White Sox projected to finish the 2023 season at 74 and 88. Three games ahead of the Tigers, four games ahead of the Royals. You know what's so concerning about that? They are closer to the Royals and Tigers than they are to the Twins and Guardians in that. If you look at how many games back they are. Like, that that's the real red flag. And you dive into the explanation if you read the Fangraphs article. Like, the big reason why was because of the lack of depth, which we've talked about ad nauseum on the show. But, like, their big thing was, like, the next 26 I think was the stat. Yeah. And like after, and you know, you think about it, like going through the roster, even in like the minor leagues, it is, it's so thin that like the White Sox strategy is, yeah, like we're not going to get hurt this year. And clearly fan <laughs> doesn't believe it. And that just shows how crappy a strategy that is. Cause if one guy goes down, there's not a whole lot lined up to replace him. And like we, I said this last week too. I think you can make an argument. They got worse this off season. You're like Jose Abreu, you lose a 4.2 offensive war guy. And like Ben Intendi, as good as he is on defense, they did upgrade there. I think he was a point four last year offensive war. So like that's not great. Josh Harrison had a higher war than Robbie Gonzalez, even if you include his minor league stats. So that's if he's starting there. You lost your best pitcher, not named Dylan Cease, uh, and Johnny Cueto, and now you're gonna have Davis Martin likely starting the season. It's a it's a shit show. It's not good. And then uh, your, your closers out too. They they got worse. 
And then the closer thing they couldn't, you know, that wasn't. Uh, yeah, no. that's just that was just like the cherry on top. Like it's just like yeah, nothing will go right. There you go. Yeah. Sorry, it took me a minute there. Look at the percentage too to make the playoffs. Yeah, and then just, and yeah. just in comparison to the other two divisions in the, in the American League, I think the AL East. Well, here let's see. Here's the AL East. Yeah. Playoff percentage 75, 72, 59, 28, 25. And they got the Yankees winning at 89 and 73. They only they have, have all five teams, teams projected to win more than the Sox. Red Sox. Yes. And all five teams have over a 25% chance to make the playoffs. Uh, and that's seriously like night and day. Here's the AL West. You got the Astros at 80 and 72. The Mariners at 77, the Angels, Angels at 8. I mean, the Angels got better, but 85 and 77 for the Angels seems like a little bit. Little okay. High. Whatever. Rangers 79 and 83. I would actually, personally, I'd probably flip the Rangers and the Angels. I agree. I think, I think the Rangers are going to be good. Rangers made a lot of moves, dude. I, like a lot of moves. Yeah. They're always like, they'll get those big flash in the pan guys, though. I still don't know. I think they will be better. I don't know if they're like a serious contender, though. But so I think 85 is about right for them. This has the White Sox winning two more games than the Oakland A's. Not great. That sentence should tell you everything you need to know about expectations for the White Sox going into this season. And I think we'd all agree that it's a bit low, that number. But where there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, you look at the grade from the athletic. You look at the math nerds now saying this. You look at all the moves they've made. Like it's, it lines up to being like and it's probably going to be worse than we think. It, it was this first sentence in this projection article on Fangraphs that really just kind of stuck with me. It says, We've written so much about the White Sox that I didn't want to belabor the point, but the organization has been treading water watching baseball swim on by. Oof. I felt that in my soul. And like so that, that was that that, that started that started way back in July when Rickon just didn't do oh, anything at the deadline. Oh, I'm I'm well aware. It's just oh, yeah, man, you, you were on. I'm just saying, like you were, because I think you were the, one of the loudest voices. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. How was, how could you not do anything? Still very 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 mad about that. So you see this. And I've already seen it on Twitter from a bunch of White Sox fans, so much so that our buddy Josh Nelson finally just put up the graphic. But the first reaction usually is, these are projections. Like, yeah. how, you know, whatever. Mitch, you did a great job. Go watch, read Mitch's article over at Sports Mockery talking about why these are accurate, why they're not accurate. It's a great article. Go read that. I don't want to spoil that. But so Josh did this. Let me blow up the picture. Can you guys see that? Let me yes. See if I can. Yep make it a little bit bigger for those folks at home. I know we got some senior citizens <clears throat> beef loaf in the crowd. So um, yeah. So he put how much he starts at the 2015 season. I believe that's when these started. How much wins Zips projected the White Sox to wins versus how much they actually won that season. So in 2015, they were only off by two wins. 2016, they were off by six. 2017, they were off by 12. 2018, they were off by 12. 2019, they were off by four. 2020, they were off by, I'm sorry, I should rewire this. 2015, they were short. The White Sox won two more games than projected. Uh, 2016, they lost six games less than projected. 17 and 18, the White Sox lost 12 games less than they were projected. So like in 
2017, they were projected to win more wins. No, they they lost or they they won less more. Yeah. Am I saying restart? Restart. Restart that again. All right. So I'm just going to say the numbers. So in 2015, (laughs) they were projected to win 74. They won 76. There you go. In 16, they were projected to win 84. They won 78. In 17, they were projected to win 79. They won 67. So there's your minus 12. In 18, they were projected to win 74. They won 62. Another minus 12. In 2019, they were projected to win 68. They won 72. 2020, they were projected to win 31. They won 35. Thanks, Jose Abreu, and his MVP season. Uh, 21, they were projected to win 89. They won 93. 2021 was a nice surprise. 2022, they were projected to win 88. 181. And so that brings us to 2023. Projected to win 74. I still think this is an 81 team. And if yeah. you're going off the trend there, when they've shortchanged the White Sox and wins, it's only been up to four. So, you know, mm-hmm. puts us right about, I and mean, there'd be six more, I guess, than they project, but. And you guys, and you guys mentioned it, but like, and like the biggest thing though, is like just the, the lack of depth. And what, what have we always talked about, Zoe? White you Sox always baseball. need some depth. You need like just guys who at least can be average when they step in. And 2021, I think some fans forget they had a lot of injuries that year too, but like it just, they, I mean, they were kind of lucky where like the guys that came in and like replaced some of the injured guys like did a really damn good job. Yeah. Hey, um, Adam Angle is kind of a big loss. If you think, I mean, I know he dropped the fly ball. So people had a bad, like final taste in their mouth of Adam Angle and he was always hurt. But like as a bench guy, that's a really solid player to have. I mean, that's an elite outfield glove, and he swings. He was swinging the bat relatively well, like when he was, you know, in the line. <laughs> All right, you two keep conversing about this. I'll be right back. I think you mentioned it, Mitch. The because I was looking at their, I was looking at their depth too, and I thought we briefly talked about last week how, yeah, I feel in terms of the White Sox bouncing back, I feel more confidence in like the offense as a whole uh, being better than they were last year. But on the pitching side. Like, take away the whole Clevenger mess. And let's just say he, like, does pitch for the team. But even at that, if he, because he's only projected at, what, like 120 innings or so, like, you're going to need, at some point, other pitchers to fill in in the rotation. And the next man up is uh, Davis Martin. And then after that, like, there's no proven guy. Jimmy like Lambert. Don- Jonathan Stever, Jimmy Jonathan Lambert. Lambert. Which Jonathan Stever, I mean, there's a reason he's been in AAA yeah. as long as he has. <laughs> I remember I went down to Charlotte for a high school graduation to see Eloy play. This is right before he got called up and Jonathan Stever was starting for him. Like that man's <laughs> been there forever. And like and like and you know, no and no matter how healthy a team is, like even the healthiest teams, like they're gonna go through like guys are gonna get sore shoulders, they're gonna get tired at some point of the season, they're gonna they're like uh, maybe a Lance Lynn or a, a Kopech, they're going to need like a week off or something. And you're, you're going to need other guys to fill in. And there's just it's, it's no not good. confidence. I mean, position by position. You know, catcher, yeah, yeah, still has to bounce back off, which I think he will, but you, you still got to do it. And then there's Seb behind him. And, you know, I'm a Seb fanatic, but, I mean, he is what he is. It's, it's nothing to write home about. First base, I think they'd be okay. Because Andrew Vaughn hypothetically goes down. You got Kevin Sheets, so fine. Second base, they don't even have an actual starter there, so they're screwed regardless who's playing if there's an injury. Shortstop, we saw what happened when Tim Anderson went down last year. That's a disaster. And so now it would probably be Leary Garcia in line to take over short. So that would be a shit show. 
Third base, I think you'd be okay with Jake Berger, but you saw the fielding. Yeah. Not good. So, like, there's an issue there. Uh, left field, once again, it's kind of the issue we have in right field because we don't know Colos is that. That's why Colos, he kind of has to win the job because, like, the next in line are Gavin Sheets and Eloy. Yeah. And the whole purpose of getting rid of Abreu is no more first baseman in the outfield or Eloy in the outfield. So it's bad. Like one guy goes down, like it's so it's yeah. Like, like Sutterfield. <laughs> if Luis Robert goes down for like any period of time, who the hell is playing center field for you guys? Billy Hamilton Billy or Larry Garcia. <laughs> like the drop. Billy Hamilton, there. we said it when he's I signed him like, Bench guy, great. Defend late to defensive guy. You need someone to steal a base late in the game. Absolutely. Starting 60 games. Hell no, I don't want that bat in the line. It's it's pretty rough. But like that, that's the other part where even looking at the projections, it's like even as bad as it looks right now, it's not like you're in a tough division. I think everyone who saw Cleveland play last year. I mean, they just had like everything go right offensively for them. <laughs> it ma- it matters less now because the new way the schedule is laid out. So now yeah. it's not like we can take advantage of the Tigers for up to like twenty games a year, or however many it is, because now everyone plays everyone. Mm-hmm. So the, the week schedule, we can't even capitalize on the week division as much as we used to be. Able to. Yeah, That's I think a- you get you we get uh so each division team gets six fewer games against each uh each division team so that's a really good point though and i was thinking about that going into these thinking about these projections today it's just how much does it i mean i know obviously they can calculate all this stuff but like i don't know the new schedule i think is going to be hard to call the the pitch clock the shift rules all that fun stuff I feel like it's going to really throw a wrench into a lot of these projections this year. Well, even when the White Sox, and this is what concerns me with the schedule, like even when the White Sox are firing on all cylinders in 2021, what was the big concern? One, they couldn't win on the road, and two, against good teams, wasn't that great. Like you saw, and like even like you saw against like the Astros when they played these like top caliber teams, they kind of got exposed a, a little bit. So now it's kind of like the same thing. Like you're not you don't have the luxury of beating up on Detroit for those extra six wins, which makes a huge difference. It is a big difference, but they also won't get their ass kicked by the fucking Royals. <laughs> True. A of times too. So, True. I mean, there's, there's a plus minus, but I was, that was my biggest thing. Think again, thinking about these projections and all this shit though, was it's just such a different game this year. Yeah. I mean, I know we already talked about the rule changes and everything like that, but I mean, one rule change too, we didn't bring up bigger bases. Yeah, bigger bases. There's literally less distance between bases. Are we going to see some more? So are the White Sox going to actually steal bases this year? No. I don't know. Are they going to not get hurt running over them? Right. (laughs) I mean, there's 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 a lot. There's still nets and walls in the outfield for Eloy to run into. Oh, did That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm still not. Well, he's a. I saw someone else. I forgot what site it was. Everyone's doing list right now. Someone did their top ten DHs in baseball, and uh, Eloy was number three. Oh, and I think wow. Nick Nick from White Sox Daily quote tweeted. He's like, "No one tell Eloy." And no one tell- <laughs> <laughs> oh great. man! But I know. I know. So normally we get the excitement of like you know because obviously baseball is off for like. If your team's on the playoffs, it's off for like what, like five months. So we get really uh, hyped up 
and really look forward to like the start of spring training. But like after a few days, it's like, what the fuck are we? Like none of this actually matters. But this year, with with the rule changes, I think I, I think it is going to keep it a, a much more interest for a longer period of time because it like the the whole. I don't think people really grasp how insane or not how insane, but just how different the game is going to look oh, yeah. with the pitch clock, the limit in the pickoff attempts. Like there should theoretically there the should be a lot more stealing. Pickoff attacks at bigger bases. But yes, you're absolutely right. I the White Sox might actually have two guys over ten steals this year. I know that's. Crazy. I would hope so. Well, the, the shift thing. The uh, shift. I mean, it depends how what Pedro Grafal wants. The shift thing, I don't think is going to affect the Sox as much as you think. Because what was their big issue? Like they hit for average last year. They're a top five they team well, in average. And people have did a whole article. The ground ball rate for the White Sox was atrocious. Ground ball machine. Well, and that's well, that's the thing because like the shift's not gonna like they still they hit forever. Their big issue is power. And the, like the shift, it doesn't matter if you're hitting a home run or not because the shift doesn't defend against that. And like so, they had their hits anyway. But I don't, I still don't think it's gonna affect the offense as much as people think because the reason they didn't score a lot of runs last year was the power. The shift doesn't affect yeah, that. I think when I keep bringing up the shift, I'm more concerned about the other side of it. And that was the other point I was going to bring up. Like defensively, they're already bad. It's not going to help. Yeah, that that the Cubs <laughs> are worse. The Cubs have arguably the most defensively sound middle infield in baseball. Yeah. Not just even in the National League in baseball. And then the White Sox, TA was brutal last year, but and we don't know who's playing second base. So I'm just nervous. No, so I'm giving him a pass. Yeah, that's fine. And there's already the the videos being leaked out that TA is already in Arizona doing work before they could officially report. And it sounds like his off the field stuff is getting pretty sorted out pretty well. Shout out to Miss TA for she's a G dude. She just stepped up and was like, yeah, I got this. Like that, she's badass. but Makes that's neither here nor yeah, that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, I'm glad to see him in the cage. It was good to see him swinging, you know, like, cause people forget that he didn't finish the year last year with the injury and everything. So I don't know the stay healthy thing. I like beef's new meme this year. White, the white Sox way, just have a career year. That's, <laughs> it's funny, but it's, it's true. so true. It's it's, I mean, I know we're beating this to death and this is what happens towards the end of the off season with the, but at least everybody reports in 10 days and then we'll get the guys showing up in the best condition well, of their life. Know. I have so I have like a, a question on the other side. So obviously, like yeah, because I think right now beef is guys like for Oscar Colas to to save Rick Hahn's job, basically, because uh, as like the starting right fielder. Um, but let's say everything kind of normalizes offensively. But who is the one guy that they cannot lose, like in terms like long term injury wise? This season, the White this Sox. This season, for TA. and they can still like survive it. No, TA is the guy that can't lose. Like you saw last year, Grandall even said this off season that when he went down, that was the gut punch for the rest of the team. Like he's the straw that stirs the drink on offense. Yeah. You need TA in this. I feel like if they lose TA, like if like in like April or May, TA, heaven forbid, pops something and he's gone for the year. That's something they can't come back from. No. Okay. And I hate that. The fact that one guy can has that much, whatever, but mm-hmm. 
I know, he's, a, he's a big we've, part of the offense. We've seen him have success yep. with life without Eloy and the same thing with a lot of these other guys, even life without Grandal in 2021. But life without TA, they have consistently been bad. And it would hurt even more this year because there is no Abreu in that locker room anymore. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? There, And I know Abreu wasn't a big rah-rah speech guy, but it's been well documented. He was the type of guy that would grab you individually and just like pull you aside and be like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? What if the Sox lost Dylan Cease? That would sting, but that's every five games. TA's every day. So when it comes in this scenario, I'll always pick a position player. What about Luis Robert? I mean, that would suck, but like we've had it before. That that would suck, but. Although, as we were talking about, although when you were away, like the depth in the outfield. You know, like if any if any of the outfielders go out, you are you're just back to Gavin Sheets playing in the outfield. Yep. Or Billy Hamilton. Or Billy or Andrew Vaughn. They're like, all right, well, I guess or we have Victor to put Andrew back in. If Andrew Vaughn plays a game in the outfield this year, it's a failure. Something Oof. has gone horribly wrong. People forget though, Gavin Sheets is not. I mean, he is better than Andrew Vaughn in the outfield, but that's not so like am I. enough. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> let's just—he was the worst defensive outfielder in baseball last year. That's yeah, that, no, he's, he's that's tough to do, and he did it. And Gavin it's just a lot better. If Gavin Sheets is out there, it's still not a success in my. No, opinion. that's not great. It's not great, but I mean, shout out Gavin Sheets winning a a golf tournament with Danny Mendick. Danny, Danny Mendick yoked. He is making yeah. the ex jealous out there with his tight pants and he's jacked. It's not good. He's yeah, and he had he was rocking the Jordan golf shoes too. I was yeah, like, all right, yeah. Danny, I see you. Who's has who has it better than Danny Mendick right now? He's on a net a Mets roster that's the fucking opposite of the White Sox roster, which is deep as shit. Danny might he's going to be an MLB guy though. He's on that bench, got paid. He did get so, paid, yeah. And he's near his hometown. He's from yeah. he's from upstate New York there. So he's chilling, dude. Yeah, good for Danny. Good. For, yeah, my, I don't know. I think Mike for, I've never I've never had a bad feeling towards Danny Mendick. I get why they didn't bring him back because of the injury and all that shit, but like. Good for Danny Mendick. Danny Mendick is basically on the same uh, career career path kind of as uh, James McCann. Left the White Sox. He did like decently. Some White Sox fans really wanted him to like be back. Now he's off to, to the East Coast. Got paid a little. And, you know, he's in New York. Got to be an all-star though first. I don't think any like I don't think any White Sox fans were like I like I, I remember writing about that when it happened. And there was like you go through the comments. That one was like, oh no, we lost Danny Mendick. Because I, I mean, everyone assumed we were going to sign like another second baseman, but like people were. It was an uproar when James McCann left. It was very. Yeah, right. It was off. Uh, Southside Mando in the comments says, "What's Trace Thompson?" Or the local Charlie Tilson doing Sox need outfield. Trace Thompson's a Trace starting Thompson's outfielder a fucking, for the Dodgers. Like, all-star with the Dodgers. Yeah, he's a Charlie starting Tilson. outfielder for the Dodgers. Charlie Tilson's with the Chicago Dogs in Rosemont. Is he he was almost an all-star in the American Association. He was in the last chance vote, but he didn't get voted in. So that's Oh, what, wow. What happened, Sox fans? Up. Yeah. Because I talked to him last year because I used to work for the Dogs. So they had like a season ticket holder day. And, you know, I had a guy that's He was almost an all-star for the Chicago Dogs. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Somehow he'll play right field for the White Sox this year. He's the one who he's the one who got hurt in like his MLB debut, right? Yeah. Yeah. I felt bad for him. I was talking to him when he was <laughs> this year. You could tell he's 
He's trying to he, hang out of the baseball career, but the, like he was one of those. Oh. He was like a little white dude who's big. The reason he got that high up was his speed, and then like he got hurt yeah. and he just wasn't fast anymore. Right. I like, think he tore his. Wasn't it a knee injury? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what are we doing here, bud? You had one thing going for you, you lost it. Sorry, but it's. Hey, wait, wait, wait. I'll see if I. By the way, Sox fans, don't worry. I'm sure we'll shit on the Cubs when the NL projection standings come out too. Yeah, that will that show (laughs) next week, and I'm glad. I don't think uh, they're going to be any better. I'm glad Fids will be here for that (laughs) because it depends. Though it it actually really literally depends on what day it is with Fids. It's the depth thing, though. That's I mean we've been talking about it for years. It's and like the because I think you mentioned it, Mitch Josh, when he tweeted out the story. And he highlighted that that uh, that little paragraph where the White Sox, according to like the Zips roster projection stuff, the next 26 guys are rated lower than the Royals and the Tigers. It's like they have worse depth than those two teams. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Not and good. it's not like they have a farm system they can fall back on. It's just. It's brutal. Oh, here you go. Southside Mano. Start bench cut. Tilson Thompson Delmonico. Well, I'm starting Thompson. I'm cutting Tilson because oh, I don't I'm think starting Delmonico. Been... Nicky like... Delmonico was great for like a month back in. What he was, was like, German Mercedes before German Mercedes. Yeah. Wait, Charlie Tilson's as tall as you? Yeah. He's small. Isn't he short? Yeah. Mitch, <laughs> Mitch just sent me a picture of him and Charlie Tilson standing arm in arm. And you are literally equal height. Yeah. I, I must say, I think I look a little bit more athletic, too. Well, for sure. <laughs> Without a doubt. You uh, look better in a cowboy hat, too, probably. Probably. But, yeah, in this scenario, I'm starting to, like, at, like the Dodgers are. I'm starting Thompson. I'm cutting Tilson. And I'll bench Nikki D. Well, I thought you are going, like, White Sox, Thompson. If we're going uh, currently, obviously, you're going Thompson. But, well, Nicky you know, D's a hitting about, coach. You have to think about White Sox days, uh, Trace Thompson. Yeah, White Sox yeah. days, Trace Thompson. I'm, I'm going Nicky Delmonico. Nicky, Del, he, Nicky D had flashes with the White Sox. I'm never a big fan of him, but, uh, yeah, he's a uh, – guys you knew it was, like, only a matter of what time. What level is he the hitting coach for now? Single A, I think. I think he's low A. Hold on. Let's, we're all about facts on this show. That's true. Well, speaking to that, I know everyone has a different level of success, but so like, I'd like a Nikki Delmonico being a hitting coach. Winston Salem. So yeah, with the the dash. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. So if you're like a minor leaguer coming up, right, and you have like a, a guy like Nikki Delmonico who did play in Major League Baseball, that's an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. As a pro player, you got to the biggest stage. But let's say that you know you didn't play long, you weren't that successful. That like that has to play in the back of your mind, right? If if you're getting like hitting tips and you're like, no, I don't think so. No? Because like, look at Barry Bonds, who is great as a hitter in the MLB, and he was a horrible hitting coach. I, I think that's true. <laughs> I'm sorry, Beef says White Sox Trace Thompson got flashed by some hot chick when he was playing right field, and all I can think of is my Sox summer lifted his shirt up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a okay. Mando put a good one in Ryan Cordell. That's who I'm taking. His hype at bat song always got me hype. Brian Cordell, holy shit! What was his song? Favorite? Oh, what was it? Um, can't you can't hype up a song? Come on, it's by Andy. Oh, what was it called? I gotta look this up. I will. Andy Samberg. I forgot. Just my pants. It was. (laughs) Where's Ryan Cordell at these days? 
Uh, he's a free coming in hot. Now. Coming in hot was his at bat or coming in hot. Yeah. All right. Who sung that? Jam. Nino, I think his name is. Yeah, Ryan Cordell definitely. When I see this guy, I definitely think uh, Latino music. That's the day, um, the day of Dylan Cease's debut it was a doubleheader. That second game, Yoan Moncada hit two home runs. The one was tied in extras, and Abreu hit the walk off. But Ryan Cordell also sneaky two home run game that day. All right. Yeah, there's your Dude, fun. What Ryan a fucking deep cut, Ryan I'll tell you Cordell. what. I was thinking about this the other day. I had a long drive, and I was deep in White Sox thought. I just need Yoan Moncada to be like good. I don't need him to be great. I really don't. Okay, what would you? Okay, we're talking about projections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. would you I mean, consider a good season for Yohan? How many music videos? One. Okay. Well, the last time he did that. I know, but it, I mean, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a 62 year old white guy that you know <laughs> thinks that his music video. Um, <laughs> Less music, more time in the cage. Yeah, I apparently, agree yeah. Him and Lucas Giolito, bastards. Um, <laughs> I don't know what would I what would, what do you do? Hold on, let me so like it. he was great in what was it twenty? I'm giving him without looking at anything. I would say he hits sixteen. Se- no, not what he goals. not what he hits. I need to. What do you think would be like? Oh, what a good year! What do you need from him this year? Oof. I, mean, I would. And- have, like, it wouldn't be enough. But like I think he hits around like 17 homers, bats around 260, 50 something RBIs, but that wouldn't be enough. Like that would be okay with his defense, but I don't think they have enough offensively. To, I, I think you need at least I would take 20 homers batting around 270. I mean, 2019 was by far his best season. Yeah. All right. He bet yeah. 315, 367, 548 with an OPS of 915. He hit Ooh. 25 home runs. He had 79 RBIs. That's an outlier right now. That it's very much an outlier. He was good at 21. He was respectable in 21. Yeah, I mean he batted 263 with which was fine with his walk rate. If you're gonna bat 260, like the slugging was down. Yeah, I mean, but he also struck out 157 times in 21. He struck out 217 times in 2018. I mean, the strike I mean, is always going to be there with him. Yeah. He's walking. You can make up for it. But like last year when he wasn't hitting anything hard and he wasn't walking nearly as high of a clip, then you can't live with all those. Well, games. in 2019, his best year, he hit 315 with 154 strikeouts and only 40 walks. I mean, that wasn't like exactly. He only like, had, I, don't, I don't think he's he going to be hitting power. 300. He had 25 home runs. No, yeah, I don't think I'm not. I, I don't need him to hit 300. No, but that's the thing. I don't think he's going to hit for power either. Because remember, 2019 was right. That was the peak of the juice ball era. Guys aren't doing that. Well, it depends on what the hell they do with the balls because that changes every fucking year. That's another ingredient to this whole thing. So now we got what ball they use, the shifts, the bigger bases, the pitch clock, the pickoff rule. It's, yeah, I mean, he slugged five. Like Beef said, he slugged 548 in 2019. Well, the pickoff rule also doesn't really matter because the White no, Sox he doesn't, he, did a well, terrible yeah. job holding on runners as it is. Like, he had 10 stolen bases in 2019. Yeah, see, there we go. There's some. So here, here, this is what I need. This is what I would need from Yohan Moncada. I'm going to need him to bat, let's say, about 280. Okay. All right. Uh, give me a 850-plus OPS. You say 280? Yeah. Okay. 
That'd be um, 30 points higher than his MLB average. Yeah. But yeah. I think he, he can do it, though, is my thing. is like I don't know, man. I'm looking at his numbers. And yeah. what you said he earlier, 2019 truly is an outlier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, an outlier. I think I need it. Basically, I just need it more. I need more like a... I'm not going to say 2019 Yohan Moncada because I don't think we'll ever get that again, but more of a 2021 Yohan Moncada. Yeah, absolutely. 263. He slugged 412, which I need that up a little bit. He had 14 homers, and but he still struck out 157 fucking times, man. Yeah, dude. 20, dude, he his slugging has... 2019 was the only time his slugging was above 412. Well, if Moncada ever got the robot umpires, that would benefit him a lot. Because he actually, you wouldn't know it by the strikeout numbers. He has a very good eye, but a lot of those borderline pitches he takes don't go his way. So that's why a lot of the strikeouts come, because he's taking pitches on the corner. It might be balls, but he's not getting the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. My general line for guys like Moncada, who do walk a lot, uh, or, you know, are more patient at the plate and don't necessarily hit for a higher average, has always been, give me a 250, 350, 450 slash line. So like that's right. right at an 800 OPS. Yeah, I I would. That'd be fine. I would happily take that. If Just we do get it, that. Yeah. If we can get that OPS. So he has to slug a little more. Yeah. I think him his I think he has a good eye, like you said, Mitch. He has a good eye at the play, so he's gonna take his walks. But he needs to. Sl- he does need to slug a little more. Yomakata has exactly 800 strikeouts. Jeez. Jeez. In a, a seven-year so career. How many and pass? like that's the thing, yeah, exactly. you can strike out a lot, but you have to hit for power. You have to hit for power. <laughs> no, he does, and he doesn't. I mean, his yeah, average, his 162 game average for home runs is 21, and that's because of the 25 he had in 19. That's so fucked up that MLB did that, dude. Because like, because if you look at his 2019 seasons, like yes, this is what Yohan Moncada is. Yeah. But then they were using the super fucking jumpy balls. So it's like, well, how much was how much of that was actually real? But I think even if they go in the middle from the the dead ball to the jumpy ball, if we get like I don't know, like a regular baseball again, or you know, whatever that. Like, what even is that? That's <laughs> the the Goldilocks ball that they were feeding the Judge. Aaron, the Aaron Judge balls. Yeah. yeah, the Aaron Judge balls. I think if we get that, I think he can hit fifteen to twenty homers again. Hopefully, fully recovered from COVID because he did have it, and like we saw with other guys. They, I don't. I don't know, man. My hopes aren't very high for that because, from what we hear about where he hangs out, he probably yeah. got it. Well, again. hopefully he doesn't have COVID. Again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. I don't know, but yeah, I like your. I, I'm more with what you said there. Although I, I like that slash line for him. We can get that OPS around 800. I think that's going to be a oh, successful yeah. year for him. And just like obviously, just stay healthy. Well. <laughs> I mean, I think that now, yeah. I think now that is a a given when talking about the White Sox. Like you don't even have to say it anymore. He is made of glass, though. Moncada's pain tolerance is not very high. No, he he definitely has that soft label on him, and I'm not a big fan of giving guys that label, but I feel like he's kind of earned it. Are he, the the White Sox just trying to remind you of like the? What era would this have been like the early or the mid 2010s Colorado Rockies? Like great talent, but Carlos Gonzalez would get hurt. Troy Tulowitzki after a while kept getting hurt. And then they kind of just got worse. You know what? They didn't yeah. ever live up. 
they they remind me a lot, and it's kind of scary. Both Reinsdorf's, but like they're almost identical to the Bulls. You look at like 2021, White Sox, good early, brought in these guys. It was exciting. A bunch of people got hurt. They couldn't win on the road. They lost to good teams. First round exit. Same thing with the Bulls. You look at them this year, like they go on stretches. You think, oh, they're going to turn around. Nope. They keep hovering around 500. Injuries once again. It's they're 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 similar. Like the Bulls and White Sox have been like mere images of each other these past two years. It's kind of it's kind of creepy. That that's a big buzzkill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is. That's just what it is. It's a huge buzzkill. Now, another player that I was deep in thought about was Luis Robert. Okay. The pink gloves. First and foremost, right out of the gate, I need him to play at least a hundred games. Oh man, what a <laughs> Such a low it doesn't sound like a big ask, but he's it really never, is. He's never done it. He's, not, he's <laughs> never done it. Wait, really? Holy shit. He played 98 games last year. He, he, he played 56 games in 2020, 68 games in 21, and 98 games in 22. And of those 98, there's a couple he really shouldn't have been. Yeah. No, like there's like an entire one week. Hand. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, that's, yeah, that was brutal. But let's say I need at least 100. Let's get crazy. Say 105 games out of him. I don't know. That's a big ask. That is a big ass, but now 2021 obviously was his best year, but again, he only played 68 games, but that was a 338, 378, 567 with a 946 OPS year. Beast. How many home runs did he have that year? He had 13. Which beast. is pretty good. Considering yeah, he, was a beast. Beast. he was yeah. a beast. But again, that's only in. That's MVP, two... like over a whole season, that's MVP. Right. So, yeah, I mean, if you look at his three those three seasons combined, his 162 game average is a slash line of 289, 334, 474, and 808. Okay, with 26 home. This actually his 162 game average. If he could pull that this year, I'm ecstatic. Yes, I'm ecstatic because that has him uh, hitting 26 home runs, 95 RBIs, 19 stolen bases. Which he's the guy you got to get going with the stolen bases. Um, the and then a slash again, a slash line of. 289, 334, 474 with an 808 OPS and an OPS plus of 122. If we can get that going for him, boy, howdy. He is still t- he is still the guy to me. And I know TA's had the all-star appearances. Um, I know Robert's supposed to be side, the superstar. He's supposed yeah, to be the and superstar. And I know Dylan Cease has obviously been like just keeps getting better and better every year. Mm-hmm. But Luis Robert is still like the one guy. That if he can just stay on the field, he can be the guy who just carries the socks. I've been setting the home run line for Robert. You guys tell me if you take the over or under here. 21 and a half. Over, over under oh, home run. Again, it all it does depend on the ball. I mean, I, <laughs> it's it's so fucked that we have to like preference it every time yeah. we do this. But uh I'm I'm I'd like to think over. I think he's healthy. I think, if he, yeah, I mean that's yeah. the other fucking caveat. If we have to, we like all these guys. We have to say if if they're healthy, if they're healthy. Yeah, it's so annoying. If he's healthy, if he's healthy, and 100 I think he games of Luis Robert. We'll go, yeah, 100 games. It's so annoying. Well, that's if, if he if he play if he has 100 healthy games, <laughs> like yeah, healthy games. I think he he can get to. You said 21. I think he gets to 22. Yeah, that's a, yeah, 21. And a half, yeah, yeah, I think he get 25 home runs. I mean, he has that power. He, the power is yeah, not no, the issue. Dude, yeah, power is not the issue. It's the hand-eye coordination. It's bat to ball. I'm almost worried about the confidence too. 
Uh, he was bad second half in the year. He really well again. He's playing with one with hand. One hand, right? Yeah, but like that mess. Like you're swinging, like trying to compensate with like the one-handed swing. Like that'll one mess up your swing, and two, you're not hitting anything but like numbers. Well, I do like to put some solace in the fact that there is a new pitching co- or new hitting coach. Uh, I don't know. I feel like he's going to be able to play more to his strengths with the new regime in charge and I I just need him to be the the guy. He was he he was the like yeah. the one that was promised. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was we thought Cuban, that this was going to be the guy. And, Cuban Mike Trout. And yeah. we just I just need him to I don't even need him to be like I have an unbelievable like Mike Trout season. I'm not going to be mad if it happens, but I just need him to be like I need him to be an all-star. I need him to be the fucking guy. You know, that actually is a good point about the coaching staff. And as down as we've been about the White Sox, I will say I do, from everything I've read in the resumes, I do think they got the coaching staff right. I think they put together a pretty smart staff. The guys have good track records. So I will give the White Sox from office a little bit of props for that. I mean, we'll see how it plays well, out. But it, I think the staff They got to be the right guy because that was the biggest move they did this yeah, offseason. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Well, Tony LaRusso was addition by subtraction. Was yeah, and I just they there's no room for error anywhere on this team because they did the bare minimum, so the yeah. room for error is fucking gone. <laughs> it's, it's what it is. I mean, it's yeah. it's gone. Uh, and I mean, you get Grandal back, you hope that he can give you a, again. You're not going to get you know old Grandal, but. Well, you're going to get an old Grandal, but you're not going to get the old version of Grandal. Like, like he was like, that's the thing. He was so bad that like just him being like an average, just a- average uh, getting better is, would be so much better than what he was. Like yeah. if he's just like 50% better of how bad he was last year. That's so much better than how bad he was. Well, he's going into his what ninth season. No shit, twelfth season. I know he's he's up there. So. Yeah. Oh damn, he's been in the league eleven years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Looking at his 162 game average. Shit. Sign me up for that. 26 home runs, 237, 350, 435, OPS of 785. I'd take that. I don't see that happening, but I mean. His best year with the White Sox was 2021. Let's try to. Everybody, by all means, seems like they're healthy besides uh, the pitcher that looks like Thor. Kopech? Kopech. Everybody else is coming in with a clean bill of health, supposedly. What's Kopech's deal? They just said he's behind. Oh, no. Yeah, that I don't like, like a, that. That was a couple I don't of weeks like that. ago. <laughs> He's always again no no room for error because they didn't get another pitcher because the scumbag that they went and got might not be able to play this year. Well, I mean that's a bigger problem though because like let's just say Clevenger gets suspended, right? He's he's not pitching. You're already going to your sixth option, but then if you get another injury, then you're going to your seventh option. Yeah. And like we said earlier, Mitch, who are those guys? Jimmy, Jimmy Lambert, Lambert, Jonathan Stever, Reynaldo Lopez is going to have to go back in the rotation. God no. <laughs> Like that's the only other viable option. If no, you you're, you're, right you're, now. you're right. You're right. Supposedly they're pretty high on some of the guys in Charlotte, 
Of course that. What are they going to say? We got a bunch of well, yeah, down there. <laughs> no, I should say people hey, that there, don't there work for the White Sox are high on. 2.0. Yeah, there's a couple pitchers in Charlotte that I've seen people that I trust their opinions on the farm speak mm-hmm. pretty highly of. So there could be. I know all about the farm. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch. We are going to have a farm report, Mitch, once the season starts. If it's about cattle, I got you. If it's about uh, Jonathan Stever, it might not be as in-depth. Yeah, but... We got to see whose stock is up, whose stock is down down on the farm. (laughs) You know what? That's a good... I think we just came up with... I think we just came up with a new bit. There we go. I like it. All that segments, though. We have down on the farm. Down on the farm. Uh, who who gets the sponsor? Is Bob Evans still making breakfast sausage? Farm is Farmer's Fleet still around? Oh, Farm Farm Fleet still up. Farm That's Fleet, there hanging you go. up. But no, you know Bob Evans sausages. That was their tagline. Down on the farm. Okay, okay. Bob Evans down on the farm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. There we go. That's a- maybe Bob Evans, or you know, if somebody watching this, you want to sponsor it. It could be the. Cowboy Mitch Farm Report sponsored by Southside Mando. If the price is right, <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. Uh, that actually, yeah, I think that's a bit for this upcoming year. We got one. Yep. Um, you guys mentioned, so you guys mentioned uh, Pedro Grafal coming in, Tony LaRusa gone. We already know how much, at least on field, the projections has hurt with uh, Abreu leaving. But in terms of the clubhouse, how much is that going to play into anything for the White Sox, or does it just not matter if they're winning? But what if they? What if they're just like middling? I, they're they're they don't have Eloy's already like yeah I don't I'm not a leader I don't really know who's going to step up as a leader. Does that T- matter? It's TA. T- Go ahead, Mitch. Well, yeah, I was as far as the clubhouse goes, I think last year the biggest issue, one, Dallas Keuchel was a problem by all accounts. So he's gone for the year. So they don't have that stench lingering around. <laughs> and it was almost like they had no babysitter with Tony La because there was a complete lack of accountability also by all accounts. So I think Grafol is a little bit more of a hard ass. You got Charlie Montoya in there, too who's known as a bit of a hard ass. There's going to be a bit more structure in the locker room. And they got a bunch of good dudes in there overall. So yeah. I, I think the vibe will be a lot better. Bringing Billy back obviously helps. So I'm not as worried about the clubhouse this year as I was in years. I agree. And player-wise, I think, you know, TA, it starts with TA. I think we all know that. I think Lucas Giolito is going to kind of step into more of a, a vocal leadership role on that team as well. Um, cause you know, he's, bounce back too. he's a vet and I really, I am a firm believer. You can clip this document in a million different ways. I've said it on every social media platform possible. I think Lucas Giolito has a big year this year. Totally agree. I think he bounces back. And so I think he'll lead by example, but also, you know, when he's not fucking around doing stupid shit, like saving the planet and stuff like that. Uh, well, I was going to say when, yeah, when he's, uh... I think, he could, I think he could definitely be a leader, if not for this whole team, but in the pitcher's room for sure. Um, getting a guy like Grandal back, he seems like a little bit more of a leadership role. He'll be the, you know, the crafty vet on the team. The, he's pretty much the old guy on the team this year. Yep. Uh, and then adding guys like, I think I've said, 
You know, I was on Beef Show Aju on Monday. We're talking about vibes. Billy Hamilton's an ultimate vibes guy. Like Don't Billy Hamilton. Blue Dog either. Leary Garcia. Yeah, I mean, but that's not wrong either. But I, I really think like a guy like Billy Hamilton, you bring him in, he's he's always optimistic. He's always up, you know, like I feel like that's definitely a guy you need in the locker room, especially to balance that out. He's kind of like the the yang to Tim Anderson's ying. You know what I mean? Like TA yep. can get down, he can get angry, he can get a little nasty, but Billy seems to always be up and positive. And I feel like that's gonna balance out. Um but I'm really, really that's a huge thing going into this year with the new staff is how the new bench bosses conduct their business. And we're gonna see that in ten days. It starts in ten days. We're gonna, it's gonna be right from the get-go. I don't think Pedro's fucking around. I think he's gonna come in the first day. And when there's no cameras around or anything, he's going to lay it all out for everybody. I think that's what he has to do. Like, listen, that shit last year was last year. It's over. It's done. This is how we're going to handle our shit this year. And then he needs to move forward from there. 100% how that has to go. Yep. Can't be another way. Show he's, Eloy the DA drinking. He, he's, he's doing all the right things, though. I mean, he's saying all the right things like, I don't think this is a rebuilding situation at all, which it shouldn't be, but uh, but he's saying a lot of the right things public-facing. The big thing here is that first day when he's got the whole squad there and they're in the, the big room or whatever, close the door, kick all the fucking cameras out and everything and just be like, listen, last year, fuck last year. That shit's gone. This is what we're doing this year. This is how shit's going to be. I, I also think it's going to be easier for the buy-in because we heard a bunch. Liam Hendricks talked about it too, how a lot of guys showed up last year and they just expected because they won the division that our talent's going to carry us through. And you could see it. They took a bunch of nights off. They, yep. they thought that was going to be a cakewalk. This year you're seeing guys pissed off. You hear it in all the quotes. And instead of like last year, it was, oh, we're going to be the most hated team in the league. Oh, it's going to be fun. They all, they all the meme on Twitter. This year it's like, oh, no, like we're pissed off this is going to be a different story. You've seen it from like multiple different guys. Across and the I know by no means does he want it to be this. I mean, nobody wants to get fucking cancer, but I feel like a guy like Liam Hendricks, who's already a very vocal guy, a very bit much of a leader in the clubhouse and stuff like that. I feel like he's going to, I don't want to say use his battle, but like he's going to be there for these guys. He's still a member of this team. You know what I mean? Like, He's going to be, it's not like a win one for the Gipper type thing, but he's going to be like, you boys better be fucking ready when I'm back to pitch. Like, it's going to be like Major know, League Two. Yeah. I'm just, and it is in a sense, you know, and I, I, I could totally see that scenario playing out too, where he's just like, you boys better be fucking on top of this division when I come back from this bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, and he's already on round two of his treatment. He posted on his Instagram story. So, you know, we said right when it happened. If there was anybody that was going to fucking kick cancer's ass, it was Liam. And, but I could see that being, I don't want to say like a rallying cry, but you know what I'm getting at. Like, they want to have the table ready when he comes, you know, home for dinner. It's just getting that shit going. And, uh, there's a lot of, everybody on this team has something to prove this year. Every single individual on this team has something. Grandal, that he can still play. Vaughn, that he can be that first, next great first baseman for the White Sox. Second base is TBA because we don't know who the fuck is playing second base. I am the real starter. I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Anderson, that he is this 
baseball superstar that he's built himself up to be. Yoram Moncada that he can in fact do a rap video. That, that Yoram Moncada yeah. that can he can he can live up to the hype that he was as a prospect. Aloy that he can be a DH and be an elite hitter in this league. Luis Robert that he will be the one that is promised. You know Andrew Bentani new a fresh start with an old man an old friend as a manager like. You're getting paid the highest paid contract in the organization. You gotta, you, yeah. you wanna, you wanna make that look like they spent their money wisely. Warm half yourself a year, Andrew. Get get crazy. You know what I mean? Like in the pitchers, Giolito, that he can bounce back from the shit year. Dylan C said it wasn't. Oh, yeah. a fucking I mean, Giolito especially. It's contract yeah. year, baby. He, oh, it's, <laughs> he's it's not getting high. an extension. He's gonna be a free agent. He has to pitch lights out to get paid. And I think he. I think he's capable of it, man. We all know he's capable of it. Absolutely. I think a lot of it was mental last year, too. Yep. And just the physical build. And I feel like he's gotten himself back to where he needs to be. And I'm all about it, man. I I really, I guess this week I'm optimistic, though, because I'm I'm about it this week. Like, I'm I'm with the Sox team. And expectations are really low. That's the thing. Coming full circle, look at the zip projections, man. I'm talking my way back into it. I entered the show feeling pretty, pretty down. The stock is back up. I'm buying. There you go. There yeah. you go. I mean, for all those reasons, and it's almost like this team plays better when there's no expectations on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was really, going to say, I mean, yeah. we've been going back to this all the time, even in 2022 when things look terrible. What do we keep saying? Like, they have the talent. The talent yeah. is there. It's just stay on the field. Get your shit together. Get your shit together. <laughs> the talent is there. Absolutely. Like the, what they did in like 2020, I know it was a short year, 2021, as bad as it, everything looked to be in 2022, to have a 500 record with all the injuries, the underperformances, like, and the, it's the meme, but if they stay healthy, mm-hmm. <laughs> they have the fucking talent. They can do it. They can. They can be a 90-win team. Oh, they can win that division. Oh, yeah, they can easily win the division, yeah. Well, not easily, but, like, they can win the division, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they can win the division. I don't think it's going to be a runaway like it was in, what was that, 2020 or 20 whatever? 21. Yeah. 21, when they just, they were up by, like, 14 right. games. Well, yeah. but... White Sox, the Guardians got better this offseason. That's true. Yeah, but the Guardians, too, I'm interested to see in which guys – years last year were outliers or which guys are real, you know, mm-hmm. they had a lot of young guys come up out of nowhere and have phenomenal years. That's tough to repeat. That's always a Terry Francona team though. And that's why I would yeah. be optimistic if I'm a guardians fan, because they always seem to find guys, especially like out of the pitch. I don't know how, how they develop pitchers, but it's always a pitcher factor. There's always some new guy that pops out oh, of nowhere yeah. that you're like, this guy, guess what guys, they, apparently every fucking prospect outlet or everyone's writing about prospects. They have like two more guys. Who yep. can be like top of the rotation starting yeah, pitch? So I, I found the Guardians and feeling pretty good about that. That's yeah. the, like with the Guardians, good or bad, like they can have a good season. I can see them winning like eighty-five games. I can be like, oh, they're gonna have a bad season and like they still win eighty games. Absolutely. Like, Twenty twenty-one, they were not good. They were bad and they were still in that division. Like they were yeah. second in that division. Like their floor is just much higher because of the organizational depth. Again, especially on the pitching side, because that's that just matters so much with how teams and how pitchers are handled nowadays, you need just arms and arms and arms. Cause you're going to use, you're going to go through a lot in a season. 
and they they have a lot of quality ones. Yeah, I don't. I'm not really too worried about the Twins. No, I don't think they have the pitching. Ionic leg. Give me a break. (laughs) I I was reading a story that some doctor said it was like the worst ankle he's ever seen, or some shit like that. Yeah, John Haven supposedly. I mean, I would imagine that if the Mets didn't. Yeah, I mean, but and apparently there was a problem with Kota Senga's physical too, and that's why he ended up getting. Like everyone was surprised at his contract that it was less than what we saw f- for like other starting pitchers, but it, apparently something was up with his elbow. Yeah, I the twins, I don't know. This is like a complete gut feeling, whatever. It's just, I, I still I don't think they're there. I don't think they're there. And you want to talk about Luis Robert playing 100 games? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Byron Buxton, dude. <laughs> That's so sad. I hate talking about Byron Boxing. He's so fucking good, dude. He's so good. He's so good. And I mean, I know he's on our biggest rival or whatever, but I never root for injuries. And I would rather beat the Twins with Boxing on it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's just the Twins didn't really do too much either, though. There's a ton of holes, and they got rid of one of the best hitters in baseball. You got Pablo Lopez. Which. I thought it was a big move, but then I watched a bunch of broadcasts and shows and people just shit all over Pablo Lopez. Yeah, it like, did seem like it when I like initially I was like, oh, that seems like a good trade. But you're right. Diving into it, it's like, man, they kind of got fleeced here because Pablo Lopez is like the definition of like a solid number three starter. I don't think he's a front end. The, well, guy the Twins him. basically have five number threes. Yeah. Which is, I, th- I think we talked about it when they did the yeah. trade. Like their rotation is very much like the Cubs, where like it's solid. Yeah, but like it's not gonna blow you away. You need someone to surprise you. I still think, um, uh, who is it? The Cubs just signed. I'm blanking on the uh, Tyone. Tyone, yeah, I think he'd be the ace in that Twins rotation. If I'm well, no, I take that back. Okay, no, I'd probably not. He'd be a number two there. Who? I forget because they got uh, who did they get? They got Sonny Gray, right? Is he? Did he get injured or no? I just if he's on the Twins, I'm gonna say yeah. Probably. <laughs> no, you know they, what? I would still probably take Tyone over Sonny Gray right now. They got uh Tyler Maley, Lopez. Yeah, I'm looking at there right now. Who, who are that or who's um free agent trigger? Jesus Christ, this is hard to follow. <laughs> Starting rotation. Here we go. They have so fan graphs in their projections has the Twins rotation as follows. Number one, Pablo Lopez. Number two, Sonny Gray. Number three, Joe Ryan. Number four, Mele. And number five, oh yeah, Kenta Mayada has come back from Tommy oh, John. Oh, that's right. Ooh, I mean, okay. That's not bad. That's an okay rotation. That's a very, well, I mean, although I still think the point stands is a very okay rotation. Yes. It's a bunch of number threes. Yeah. So like according it's, to. It's solid, but like, it's not like. According oh to the God, projections. The projections for Fangraphs for 2023, they don't have a pitcher with an ERA under 3.84. Not good. Exactly. Number three. <laughs> and they don't have a pitcher with over 168 strikeouts. Not good. So, but they do have an elite closer. They have two pretty good closers, actually. Oh, yeah, that one dude. Uh, what's his name? Ober. But and, their, clo- uh, their closer the is Duran. Uh, 
Duran, Duran, yeah. Duran, and then they got the Jorge Lopez. But <laughs> that's right. Duran's a stud, dude. Duran's yeah. bona fide, dude. I think Duran's going to be a problem for a long time. But yeah, but the but and then we look at like their the their starting line, lineup. Like Correa, I think I I'll always say it. Here's you know, their where's, starting where's lineup. The Cubs got them, but like where's the star power? Boston can't stay healthy. Projected oh, opening day. Projected opening day starting lineup. They got Buxton playing center field, Correa short, Jorge Polanco at second, Max Kepler in right. Max Kepler's your four hitter. Yeah, he's bad, yeah. Um, Jose Miranda at third, Joey Gallo batting six in left field, Alex Kirilov at first base, Christian Vasquez at catcher, and Nick Gordon batting ninth as your DH. Nick Gordon. I think Nick Gordon, Gordon had a couple big hits against the Sox. That's, That's the not only a reason. terrible lineup. I don't like you know. I'm not like shaking in my shoes, like boots over here. Like oh no, look at the Twins yeah. lineup. But that's like solid. You, you, you can do a lot worse. Yeah, Byron Buxton's projections for 2023, according to Fangraphs, uh, 33 home runs. Oh shit. 248, 313, slugging 515. Just to stay consistent, because I wanted the Sox to get him. I think Joey Gallo's going to have a pretty good year. They too. got him projected at 23 home runs. Yeah, that was the type with of a guy. batting average of a 191. Oh <laughs> yeah. You know what though? 23 homers look pretty good in the Sox lineup right now. Yeah, I just. And right I mean, field before Kawhi. Wait, though, so you're if you're on the page, right? How many yeah. games do they have projected for Buxton to play? They have him at 560 plate appearances. Oh shit! I mean, that's a pretty yeah, full, full season. season. Yeah. Um, so I mean, wait, what's the, when's the last time he played a full year? That I don't know. Has he played a full year? Well, I'm interested to see in some of these. I didn't see this page for the White Sox, so I'm gonna go to this page where it's all broken down real nice. Byron, real nice, Zach. Um, by the way, quick, quick survey question just because I put in the title, but Cubs, Sox, same division, yes or no? Yes. Yeah. Then it would make all, the rivalry so All for it, just because all the White Sox fans that hate the Cubs and all the Cubs fans that hate the White Sox, you will finally won't look like a moron because <laughs> they'll actually be rivals. That's me. Byron Buxton well, hasn't I mean, played. Besides wait. your hat. Yes, you won't look like a moron. <laughs> it's fitting. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> wait, uh, What? Byron what? Buxton has only played more than 100 games once, 2017. I'm so scared that that's going to be Luis Robert. All the talent in the world, but can't stay healthy. Oh my! Very God. scared. So I have the the projected White Sox page up now. Uh, the lineup's pretty standard: T.A. Uh, Bentendi, Luis Robert. Eloy, Yohan, Vaughn, Grandal. They got Sheets in right field as of right now for opening day. And then uh, Romy Gonzalez playing second. Uh, who do you think they have hitting the most home runs? Eloy. How yeah, many? Eloy. 27. 31. You looked at this. I swear to God, I did. 31. No, Mitch is, Mitch is the fucking I'm guy. Good at I'm telling you. All right. Remember yeah, when we did yeah. the baseball yeah. reference projections? He That's was true. All over. Uh, they got how many homers for Luis Robert then? Psychic. I cowboy. set my over under at twenty one and a half, so I'm going to stick around there. I'm going to say we'll we'll go twenty two for Luis. I'll Robert. go nineteen. They got him at twenty four. 
Ooh. All right, well, they two off. Okay. You know. And then here's a number, and I'm going to preference this with fuck beef love. How many home runs do you think Andrew Vaughn has projected? Vaughn, 15 last year. 20. If it's going to increase, I'm go. 24. 25. You should have won with No, I'm guy, going although. 20. I'm going 20. 26. Oh, okay. All right, you know. 26. And you know how earlier I said maybe the White Sox get crazy this year and have two guys with over uh, 10 stolen bases? According to these projections, TA is going to have 17. Ben Tenney's going to have 10. Luis Roberts is going to have 15. There you go. I, that. I think that, looks, that sounds about right. I'm really curious to see how much the, the pickoff rule in the bigger bases really fucks with this shit this year. It yeah. won't fuck with the Sox in the defensive end. No, not at all. Actually, it'll probably make it worse because they didn't pick off to begin with. They were horrible at holding runners on. And now the bases are bigger. So like that, teams are going to be running rough shot all over them. Body. Wait, I was going to ask you guys, how good was Grandall at like throwing guys Terrible. Out, throwing guys out? Oh, no, he's, he's not Reese good. McGuire dude. was a good pickup just because he threw guys out of relatively okay clip. These projections got Grandall hitting 13 homers with a 226 batting average, 349 OBP and slugging 394. Oh my god, that slugging is so bad. They don't trust <laughs> the uh, new No, uh, but for some he, reason that for some reason they have Grandall stealing one base too this year. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, There's something in that algorithm. <laughs> Mitch, what about your voice? Can we talk about your voice, Sabi? We need to talk about your voice, uh, let's go. This, this projection machine <laughs> doesn't like your – does not not as high on Sabi as you, boss. I think not as high I, I do think like six home runs for Seb. God year. damn it, Mitch. Yeah, six home runs they have for Seb. Yeah. What, what are we looking at batting average-wise, though, Mitch? Uh, we'll go 223, but he's going to look damn good doing it. <laughs> What do you think, although projection for Sebi Savali? Oh man, I wish I followed him more last year because I think that most of these are based off the previous year. I'll go two fifteen. Probably gonna be in the ones. Yeah, one ninety seven. All right, that's just better than Joey Gallo. Disrespectful to Seb. <laughs> just disrespectful. Just downright disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. Just downright disrespectful. Uh, so they don't even have projections for Oscar Colas on here. Their bench they have Sebi, Jake Berger, Luis Garcia, and Victor Reyes. Yeah, Victor Reyes. He's probably get match. some time, honestly. Yeah, exactly. They got him hitting 254, slugging 388. Oh, okay, that's probably based on like the 16 games he's gonna play, though. How yeah. many pass do they have for him? Uh, 105. All right, that's not that many, though. No, that's like 32 games. Yeah. Um, the rotation they have Cease, Lynn, Giolito, Clevenger, Kopech. Uh, they got Cease with 228 strikeouts. Sounds about right. 358 ERA. Ooh. It's a little, a little off there, but uh, it's updated. I mean, they don't have they have Groshe and Hendricks on the the uh, injury. Oh, have, has anyone said anything about Groshe? Just Fids. Literally, okay. Fids is the only person I've seen talking about Garrett. Because wh- when did he have the Tommy John? April. It's been over a year, or it'll be over a year when the season starts. So I think yeah, I think late March, early April. I, I mean, he's not going to start the season. Uh, oh, his his here, here, April 5th is when he had the surgery. All right. Yeah, no, I mean, he's not going to be he's not going to be on the team until earliest May. Right now, and according to this projection, they got Graveman as the closer. I think that's what they'll go to at first. I do too. Disrespectful on Raylo. Not like not really. Him. How many saves does he have in this career? No, I'm just saying, gotta start somewhere. But <laughs> no, they have him at a 392 ERA. 
It's a bit high. Maybe he just had like one bad outing early in the, the season. He has that, to chop it down. It's the curse of the relievers, bud. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, the real question is where they got Joe Kelly at. Ooh, that's the guy that needs to bounce back. If this bullpen's gonna survive, Joe Kelly's gonna have to do better than they that. They got Joe Kelly with a 3.48 ERA, one save, 63 innings pitched, 51 hits to 30 walks, and 75 strikeouts. Right, you take great. that. I'll take that. I will absolutely take that. Yeah, great, but... that that's a bounce back. Yeah. Our boy Alex here in the comments says that Crochet will be ready about May. Yeah, there you go. Works for me. So, but apparently he's throwing heat. He always so, knows. Um, Although, actually, I take that back because when he came back after his year th- averaging over 100 miles an hour, his his velo was down. He was only averaging like 95 on the fastball. Still put together a good year, though. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Aaron Bummer is Aaron Bummer healthy? This is a good point too. Um. Yeah. Aaron Bummer's Aaron Bummer's healthy. Uh. They got him. We got him at a Aaron Bummer had a good year. He's going to have a good year here. 309, 309 ERA with two saves, 66 innings pitch, 54 hits to 27 walks, 71 strikeouts. I mean, it's not great, but. That's pretty good. We'll take that. I'll take Aaron that. Aaron Bummer, before the Sox signed uh, Hendricks, I, I thought Aaron Bummer was the closer of the future. For you guys. Oh, yeah. Nebraska mm-hmm. product. What's not to like? Lefty. Phil. And everyone's always saying, like, I remember Ethan Katz saying, it was like, yeah, his sinker's like the filthiest pitch I've ever seen. If you can get good Aaron Bummer again, that would be colossal. That would be massive. Here you go. Exercise for both of you. Well, I think, Zell, you're looking right at the numbers. So pick one position player, one starting pitcher, one relief pitcher who you think can do better than their projections. Or who you think who you think will <laughs> do better than the projection? Seb's doing better than his projection. Projection. <laughs> I think the easy one is Cease. Huh? So. Oh, Cease was gonna no, be too. Like he's. I was gonna go. My pitcher is gonna be Giolito. Okay. Okay. They got him with a 404 ERA, uh, 188 strikeouts. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Giolito. Okay, that's a good pick. Yeah. Just I don't steal it. I'll go Cease. Because they stay disrespecting Dylan C's for whatever reason. Maybe it's not top ten pitcher, Mitch. Yeah, they actually in the power rank or whatever for their overall C's is number ten. They're discriminating against him because he does yoga and he likes uh, like the the frisbee golf, and they're like frisbee golf. That's not a real man. We can't rank him in the top ten for the MLB. So I dude, I had a hot take on frisbee golf on Monday, and I'm I got torched by a couple. Yeah, frisbee golf community. Look, I, I, you know, it's whatever, but I think I said I could be high enough where my favorite color is elephant, and it still wouldn't be fun. <laughs> There's not I'm enough. I'm gonna say that though because I can't really throw throw a frisbee that well. I mean, it always curves too much. There's more. different. They have these dudes that are like hardcore into it. They have like their driving frisbee. They're they like have shipping multiple, frisbee. They're like golf clubs. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Yeah, people yeah, frisbee. Did you guys ever play that game with the frisbee, like with the trash can thing? And yeah, the, that game is fun what? though. Well, once again, I was terrible at it, which is probably why I don't like frisbee. <laughs> no, that game's fun when you hit it. Yeah, and you, I'm always good at knocking it down and knocking doing the one-handed down. catches. Yeah, but I like, you have to have a drink in your hand. Yes. Yeah. Well, After a long day down on the floor. Pretty farm. good at that. Good. As far as position players are concerned, 
who I think is going to do better than these projections. I'll let Mitch take Sebi. Um, Sebi, one more. Yeah, I mean, come on now. <laughs> Talented Italian we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> a man like that. I mean, these are pretty close to what we just were saying earlier in this episode of where we need guys to be. Okay. Um, Wait, what do they have you on, Mankata? They have him hitting 247, slugging 407 with 17 home runs. I ain't betting that one, Chief. Oh, my God, is the guy not betting on in that lineup because you don't know what the hell you're going to get. Um, What do they have, TA? What are his numbers after being injured they or after missing time? They have him hitting 16 home runs, stealing 17 bases. Right. With a 289 batting average, a 322 OBP, and he's slugging 427. I in the 290s, but that's not enough for me to be like, he's going to outperform that projection. Yeah, a lot of these for this, I'm not, there's not one jumping off the page at me like, oh, he's definitely going to do better than this. Besides, okay, okay. Of course. I'll say, I'll go, I'll ride with Andrew Vaughn. What's Leary Garcia's at? Maybe I'll hammer that one. <laughs> Larry Garcia, they got him hitting 251, slugging 343 with two home runs. Damn. There you go. Take the over, Mitch. So I'm going to go, I'm going to ride Andrew Vaughn. They have him hitting 266, slugging 468 with 26 home runs. I think he hits higher than two. Yeah. I think he can, I think he can hit higher than 266. What? I'm, yeah, you know what? I'll, 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 I'm with people up there. I'll take, I'll take the over on the Leary home runs. That man's got power. When he was the leadoff man in 2019, nine bombs. He's jacked. Got to bring those balls back. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come full circle back to the super. Yeah, I mean, charge. yeah. I think I like Leary more than I should, just because like every game I went to that year, he just seemed to hit a home run. It was like absurd. <laughs> like there was one game against the Cubs, a cross town game. And he hit the home run on the first pitch. He like didn't like John Lester's country music. He was like, shut up, first pitch of the game. <laughs> Bomb. I was making an ass of myself in the upper deck. And then, of course, Wilson Contreras hit a grand slam the next half inning. And Cubs fans were throwing beers at us. So, flash forward yeah. to 2023, and you're wearing a fucking cowboy hat doing cow reports in Missouri. Yeah. yeah who, who, likes John me, I guess. who likes hey, That's a big J now. journalism, those cow reports. The farmers are relying on that. I, I wish they gave projection on Oscar Colas, though. I really wish they did that. I want to see it. I want to see it. Oh, wait, they do have projections for Oscar Colas. But I don't know if these are AAA. Does Colas have a – well, how many oh, how many at-bats do they have him for? That's how you can tell. Yeah, maybe. 469. I think that's. I think they're projecting MLB. They say max level in 22 AAA, which I don't think that's <laughs> Oh, that says correct. 22. That's just saying where oh, he – Oh, 22. Uh... Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, But they have him at 19 homers. You take that in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. I think he hits a right. Yeah, I think that's about what he gets. In a heartbeat. What do you think is more more likely this season? Andrew Vaughn, 30 home runs. Michael Kopech, 170 innings. Vaughn. How many home runs five on? For 30. And how many innings you say for Kopech? 170. Vaughn. Okay, okay. Uh, in their projections here, they got Copic pitching 141 innings. And then Vaughn, that, that home run total seems high to me for the projections. 26? It's, it's going to be Vaughn's year, baby. Hey, I mean, 
That'd be it's fantastic. Gotta be. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, the White Sox could be going on a streak here. If Vaughn does turn out to be the guy, it could uh, obviously not as uh, couldn't win it with a Brave. But in terms of like first baseman, you're like up there with like Packers quarterbacks. Yeah, I just. You know what I think? For I'm trying Vaughn, to talk myself into Vaughn having a good year. It's going to be I, tough. It's going to be tough. You were talking about it earlier this week. He's got the generic country song. I'll help him pick out a new one. I think that's going to turn him <laughs> that's, around. That's, that's, gonna be, that's where the issue is. It's going to be a big first step. You get him a you get him a good walk up song, get the juices flowing, whatever. I just it's funny to me that we're sitting here on February in you know the first couple of weeks of February and we still don't even know what kind of baseball they're going to use this year. <laughs> and we're and that's the thing we're yeah, still not going to know throughout the season. Yeah. No. We'll see what the Yuri's home run totals are at. Well, yeah, I, I think yeah, I think we'll we'll notice when uh we see those home run numbers after the first couple months of the season. Yeah. But I mean they they gotta know that that's gonna be under like an extreme magnifying glass this whole season. Now. Well we're gonna know right away because like all the batted ball data is out there. So right. like they're gonna be like this guy hit it 112 miles per hour, 30 you know, degree launch angle. It wasn't a home run. It's happening again. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. nowhere to hide. Yeah. This isn't 1988 where there's, you know, you get the the box score in the paper the next day. Everything's one click away now. Every analytic you can think of. By the way, Andrew You're Vaughn's walk up music should be the Psycho theme song. Like, just strike just fear straight, to the drill. opposing pitcher. Straight, wee, 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 yeah. Wee. yeah, just with like his blank stare. That's true. He comes walking up. Yeah, like that, that would, would be, be terrifying. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think you're onto something there. I th- with Andrew Vaughn's like just his look, no emotion. Although if he, if he starts getting in a slump, then it goes the opposite way, and everyone in the crowd's like, "Oh, innings killed, damn it." <laughs> uh, what is Andrew Vaughn's walk-up song? What is the generic? Something about. A beer and a pickup truck, I think. Hell yeah. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I'm pretty sure it is. Andrew Vaughn, hell of a night. Dustin Lynch. I heard of it. I thought it was like, welcome to the show. Something else. The twenty. Please keep singing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Hell of a night. Dustin Lynch. Get to the singing, Dustin. See, there was beers in it. This is not it, though, I don't think. No, That's this not is... it. That might be his new one, but. No, this is. I thought, recorded... I thought he was talking about a Beef Love show. He's talking about a Jew. No, it's Welcome to the Show, is the, is the song he had. According to this article from August of last year, that was his walk up song. Maybe, maybe that is the song, but like, get to the chorus part. Uh, MLB walk-up songs, fanatics.com. Let's see if it changes here. That might have been the song. I just didn't get to the chorus yet. Um, no, this is a stupid article for that. <laughs> Wait, if you go to Apple Music, doesn't – because they played those games on Apple TV, can't you look up for teams' walk-up songs? I'm pretty sure that was like a big like a feature that they had. You know who had a great walk-up song back in the day was Alexi Ramirez. 
I loved Alexi Romero. I love Alexi. <laughs> I don't speak Spanish, so I don't know what it was, but it was pretty damn catchy. Um, oh, it, so there's a, a list of walk-up songs. Yeah, there we go. Alex got it. It's a welcome to the, Cody Johnson. Welcome to the show. Mm. I'm, I'm telling if you played for the White Sox, what would your walk-up song be? Ooh. Oh, yeah, it is Welcome to the Show here. It's on the Apple Music. <laughs> Sounds like a wrestler. It's a very generic song. All right. First of all, bro, you're from California. This guy's <laughs> talking about a fight in Houston. Like, no, I'll throw that. Maybe out he there. moved. When I'm disc jockeying tomorrow, I might slide that one in there. And honor yeah, Mitch moved from Missouri. 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 Yeah. It's the most flavorless music possible. It is. One hundred percent. It is. No doubt. It. It. One hundred percent is. He's got. He's got. He's got to make the switch to the psycho music. Just for I like just the first first week. How you can play for the Chicago White Sox. And not have Love Sosa as your walk-up song. Well, Lenin Sosa. Mine would be Black Dog, Led Zeppelin. That's my walk-up song. I'm coming at any home game on the south side of Chicago. I'm just busting Love Sosa and just coming up to the plate, fired up. Uh, please One play that song. Tomorrow's my shift. I'll throw that Andrew Vaughn song song mm-hmm. on tomorrow after the camera report. I will. Th- do they, so is there a way to listen to your show live? Like centralmoinfo.com. You can live stream all the stations. I'll, t- please, I'll tweet it out. Tweet, I'll tweet, tweet it, it out, out tomorrow. When the Andrew Vaughn show is coming. I'll put it. I'll make a little hidden uh, hidden message. Will you please dedicate it to? Will you dedicate it to your uncle Beef in the South Side of Chicago? Yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> Yes. I will tweet right before, like 10 minutes before it's coming up. Yes. Give us the cattle report, and I'll throw it to welcome to the show. Yes. Just, yeah, that'd be phenomenal. Hopefully my boss isn't listening. Phenomenal. Although, look at the subscriber numbers. He's probably not. Subscribe. Yes, I'm clipping that audio. I'm doing everything with it. Yes, 100%. So, yeah. Uh, I don't think he's on the team anymore, so I think that song's pretty available for love salsa which i get why he would have it but well um, lenin sosa has to take it he should i agree i think they need to bring us in as like walk-up song experts well whatever happened to their uh, deal with uh chance the rapper did that just like quietly go well, they didn't like his new album so it just uh, kind of yeah, well, I think if we want to get deep into it chance was good but i think a lot of his good songs are because of the features yeah, that's true I also think, yeah, uh, Chance kind of went in a weird direction. He loves you know, his wife, though. Family-oriented, which isn't yeah. good for rap game. You know, they don't want a family man in the rap game. Hey, he, he raps about his wife a lot now. Uh, that's a problem. Those are songs you can play for your wife, so. Eh. <laughs> eh. But... Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Um, Bennett Souza gave up that home run to Nick Madrigal. Yeah, right when that happens, he should have lost any Chief Keef <laughs> usage of that song. <laughs> you see the Nick Madrigal posting workout vids already? 
Gotta love that. Looking. Love is he it. Danny Mendick jacked or is it? I love that. Like Nikki. No, he's more leader of the Munchkin Parade on Wizard of Oz jacked. But he's he's posting videos of him squatting, doing these like weird. They all do weird workouts. It's like just lift heavy shit and put heavy shit back down. Like I don't understand. But whatever. like whatever Jim Tomey did, which is probably just chop wood. That's what guys should be doing. Honestly, yep. Peoria man, Jim Tomey. Yeah. yeah, just chop wood and like. Chop wood, carry it over. Like drag park semi-trucks. Like get back to the good old Herschel Walker. Didn't he always say all he did was push-ups and sit-ups? Push-ups and sit-ups, yeah. Like pre-Herschel Walker, not current Herschel Walker. Not we don't want to talk about that, but like football He still player. does that, I think he said. He I'm said. sure he does. <laughs> um. Wait, who I just saw one athlete that was like my exercise was going out and oh, I was a football player. Lane Johnson. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of somebody that could be in the news right now. We already did it. Already did it. <laughs> no, all we said is it happens every year. We didn't do a whole bit on it. Because it does. I don't know. You guys got you guys got anything else? It's an hour and a half. Uh, baseball related, anyway. Oh no, but it is time, folks. Oh, it's time. It is time for the NASCAR minute with NASCAR Mitch, and I do have questions for the NASCAR minute. So this is going right. to be good. So before I get into it, I'll let you ask your questions first. Hold on, I gotta make sure I get this guy's name right. The Bush Light guy from the video? No, oh. So uh you hear about Kyle Bush getting arrested in Mexico, getting three years of prison? Yes, I did. Typical Kyle Bush kind right. of an ass. So basically this asshole brought his piece with him on vacation down in Mexico, and when he was coming home, he forgot it was in his bag. So he got clipped at an airport. And they gave him three years today, but he's probably just going to have to NASCAR was ecstatic, though. They're like, maybe we can score another deal with the NRA. Way to go, Kyle. Yeah, so, but basically he's just going to pay a big fine because they even let him go back to North Carolina. It's right? bad boy Kyle season now. You know, no longer yeah. is candy on the car. He's got weed. He's packing heat to Mexico. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Kyle Bush off the chain. Yeah, he, he even tweeted out a, a fake apology where he's just like, I had all my paperwork. I had, uh, but apparently I left it in my bag. It was like that. You're not apologizing, dude. Like <laughs> that's not an apology. So he's like, my bad. Yeah, basically, he's just. <laughs> that like, was just basically what he said. Yeah, he was just more upset that he got caught. Like he was just like, oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Well, onto the clash in Southern California. It was pretty hype. The Heisman winner, Kalen Williams, is there. He's waving the green flag. Wiz Khalifa letting everyone know who the boys were. Cypress Hill was thinking about being insane in the brain, probably for agreeing to do that concert. But who cares? It was a lot. I mean, they were, the, the track was tiny. They got like 23 cars on there. They're all bumping and banging around. Kevin Harvick, he doesn't give a fuck. He barely got into the last chance qualifier. But, he, you know, he's 
pushing guys around. Eric Amarola, he had the lead early. Baking car, he's cooking. That doesn't last long. Truex shoves him out of the way. There's a lot more cautions. Cautions like galore because everyone, they, no, no rules. It's like a high school dance, just bumping and grinding everywhere. Uh, <laughs> Ross Chastain, he knocked the shit out of Denny Hamlin, his old friend. That was pretty lit. Bubba Wallace, he took the lead with the DoorDash car, the number 23, the old GOATS number. Uh, so he has the lead. Then Priest Lightning, the rookie. He takes the lead from uh, Bubba like halfway through the lace. Ryan Priest, he's a rookie. He lost, like they, they replaced him with Cole Custer last year, and his boss was doing the broadcast. So he's trying to impress the uh, the boss there, Ryan Priest, and he did just that. He takes the lead, and everyone's like, oh, shit, is the rookie going to pull this off? No, he wasn't going to pull it off. Uh, he got ran down. Wallace took the lead back from him. But then Kevin Harvick's in the back causing more cautions, just running into everything that moved. Kyle Busch had a fast car. He's working his way near the front with his uh, bet MGM car. So he's supporting weed, gambling, and packing heat to Mexico. Just an awful human being. Joey Logano's like, ha take that, buddy. He comes in, too hot in the corner, knocks the crap out of Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch is all pissed off because, you know, they were all buddy-buddy before the broadcast, like talking in the pregame. And then Kyle Busch is like, what an asshole. He's a two-faced son of a bitch. So he's coming up like Jaws, like through the field, slowly starting to pick him off. Catches up to Joey, and he's following Joey everywhere. They're like, oh, is he going to get redemption? Eventually, Kyle's just like, I'm passing him. I'm trying to win this race. Fuck you, Joey. I'll get you later in the season. So he's trying to run him down. Truex takes the lead. His teammate Dylan's in second, and uh, Bush is there. I think Bush actually took second, and then he let Dylan pass him because he realized he didn't have the car. But Martin Truex Jr., who just got divorced this offseason, he was down in the dumps. He's like, you know what? I'm going to win this race, get the Bush light after the race. And, uh, you know, we're going to kick things off on the right note. So Martin Truex Jr., he took home the first exhibition race of the season. Wild season race. Daytona's coming up in two weeks. It's exciting. Uh, it should be a good one. There you have it. That's a nasty Wait, part. who won? Martin Truex Jr. The oh. guy who got divorced in the offseason. I don't know why that's relevant, but all right. This Padres pitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Because Danny fucking Burgess is up and back. Guy just ordered Shake Shack straight to the dugout. He's oh, man. It's not relevant, though, but I know with all those names, you're not going to memorize all of them. So, you know, it's like flashcards. You got to associate them with something. Yeah. Who's the, who should I be betting on for the Daytona 500? That's good Daytona 500 music. Let that keep rolling. There you go. Well, so there's a lot riding in the Daytona 500. Cody Ware wins the race. Aldo wins the bet that was placed earlier. $5 bet. And I'd have to see what that pays right now. I forget. But it's well over 100 bucks. So Ooh. Cody Ware probably not going to win because he's Cody Ware. But Daytona, anything's possible. Daniel Suarez, if he wins, I have to dance the pitbull on the podcast. That's yep. a couple weeks ago. In your cowboy um, You know, yeah. I kind of like if you're going to place a bet, like sneaky one that's good on super speedways is Brad Keselowski. I think he was kind of uh, sandbagging it. Is that it. the guy from Monsters, Inc.? I was going to say so. No, that's my <laughs> <laughs> He used to have a really cool Miller Lite car back in the day. Nope, don't like and now he's uh yeah, now now he's at Roush anyway, so I think he's like a good one. Uh all right. Well Alex seems to be big on Kyle Bush in the comments. You know it was funny with that beef, because him and Joey don't like each other. And so they're at the broadcast before because they had like heat races to get into the main show because it's so small. So like after the heat races, they're talking to the broadcast booth and you know they're being all nice and like secretly they don't like each other, but they were playing nice. 
And then Joey like wrecks him during the race. So afterwards, uh, Kyle Bush is like, he's so two faced. What a fucking asshole, basically. Like, he's going to be nice to me on the broadcast and like a jerk on the racetrack. And then Joey Logano on his radio show came. He's like, yeah, you know, I am kind of two faced. I, uh, you know, when I get in the wheel, uh, it's just a whole different ball game. You got to be an asshole out on the track. You know, it's better than being an asshole all the time. <laughs> Short track racing. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a fun rivalry to watch as the season goes along. I need more of that impression. So, yeah. It, that sounded like uh, Who Frayed and Robbed a Rabbit when the guy is out there. <laughs> yeah. That's how he sounds, though, if you yeah. listen to him. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, NASCAR season's in full effect, so NASCAR Minute's going to be back to being... Uh... This is an exhibition race, too. Wait till Daytona. Oh, NASCAR Minute's I mean, going to be electric. Who isn't, who isn't waiting for Daytona? I mean, let's go. Give me good. No shit. Go, Cody. <laughs> um, <laughs> what a fucking. Don't you show. patronize me? Um, yeah. So let's just end it there. I think so. Uh, Mitch is gonna tweet out his link tomorrow. I'm gonna need a big. What time should we be expecting it? My shift's between one and three, so I'll see the best time when I can fit the song. Because the key is I got to go in the log and like get rid of the songs I don't like and insert the songs I want. So hopefully it's Welcome to the Show is in there, which I'd imagine it would be. And I if it is, it. We'll get it that's like the most radio country radio station song yeah. I think I've it's, ever it's, heard. It's got to be. So I'll, all right, I find a cattle report too, so you get a cattle report and Welcome to the Show, and we'll do a sneaky message to the White Sox fans that listen to you. Any cool. truth to the rumor that you might cry if Kyle Bush wins Daytona? No, see, there's this conception that I hate Kyle Bush. I think he's great for the sport. I just think he's an asshole. Fair enough. Yeah, I just think he's a douche. I don't Fair hate him. I mean, you know, I have no problem if he wins. Fair enough. All right. Well, for all though, Cowboy Mitch, I'm Zoe. Fids will be back next week. We'll see you guys then. Go buy some merch and subscribe, you fucking idiots. This Padres pitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Because Danny fucking Burgess is up at back. Guy just started Shake Shack straight to the dugout. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, nigga, it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy. Season make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the board, yeah. Every season make it all change.